like that. You you know what? I'm not going to promise a fantastic show today. I am freaking tired. So I don't know how this show is going to go. We are 10 seconds in. It's already going pretty well, but it could completely fall off the face of a cliff as we get later on in the show. I've got a big old bottle of water next to me trying to keep me energized the entire time, but Lord knows I could crash at any freaking moment. I could crash in five seconds. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're, uh, I don't know if that was exactly five seconds. I think I started counting at three, but that's how little my brain's working today. I went this weekend has just been, uh, it's been busy. It's been busy. And the past week's been pretty busy too. And so I apologize for not having a show on Wednesday or on Friday. I do sincerely apologize for that. I don't remember exactly why we didn't have a show on Wednesday. Oh no, I do. I do. So I was trying to get quarterback prospect rankings ready for next year. So the 2024 NFL draft is a year away. I don't know exactly when it is. It's in Detroit. It's in Detroit. 2044 NFL draft. It is on April 25th. So earlier than what this past year was. So we're we're moving a little bit faster next year. It actually ends on the day that this year's draft started, April 27th. But this time around, April 27th is on Saturday. Okay? So we were trying to get prospect rankings ready for that because last year we did this. We had all of our top 10 quarterback prospect rankings. We had like 15 or 20 other quarterbacks in the description below as well. And I want to make sure that I like the list going in because this year's class is better in some aspects than this year's class. Like when you look at the top of the class, when you look at the top of the class for next year, the top two guys and Caleb Williams and Drake May, I think would both have been in the conversation for the number one pick this year over the likes of Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young, I've said this a thousand times on this show, I think Bryce Young is one of the most talented quarterbacks to come through college football, but the fact of the matter is he's five foot ten and very tiny. I don't know if you've seen the picture recently that has been swirling around of uh, Bryce Young and Brian Burns, the edge rusher for the Carolina Panthers. They had a meetup when Bryce Young first got drafted or when he was first down in Carolina. It's ridiculous. They look like Brian Burns is his dad. That's what it looks like. He's so much bigger than him. Now, I've said this before, though Bryce Young is considerably smaller than every single quarterback in the NFL, and that's even including Kyler Murray, because Kyler Murray, without trying to be as weird as possible, is thicker than Bryce Young, and especially in the chest area. He's a bigger dude than Bryce, than Bryce Young. Bryce Young does not carry that weight like Kyler Murray does. So I'm intrigued to see how that varies going to the NFL, but as far as talent goes, I think he's more than deserving to go number one overall. But... With that size being a factor, I think when you look to next year's class with Caleb Williams just won the Heisman Trophy, who is being highly touted as the next Patrick Mahomes by a lot of people out there, I think that's insanely unfair to a young quarterback that is, is he even 21 yet? Is he even 20 yet? I guess I don't even know if he's 21 or 20 or 21 yet. How old is he? Okay, he's 21. He's 21 and he'll be 22 in November. Oh, a week after me, November 18th. Which is, again, just depressing. And what am I doing with my life? He has no idea who I am. I know exactly who he is. I've watched a lot of games that he's played in. And, yeah, he has, and, he, and I'm four years older, five years older than him, which is ridiculous. Or four years. I'll be four years older than him because I'll be 26 in November. He'll be 22 in November. Depressing stuff. But you look at that, and you have a guy that's going to be 22 years old getting compared to one of the greatest quarterbacks in recent times. And you can even argue one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history already. Two MVPs, two Super Bowls. Uh, one, at least one Super Bowl MVP. I guess I'm not sure about the first Super Bowl because I know he won it this past year because we've talked about that, about 
how Jalen Hurts was the best player on the field for both teams. And if you're looking at the best player in the Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs, who won the game, so you understand why the Chief, why Mahomes got the MVP because he was the starting quarterback of the team that won, but he wasn't the best player for the Kansas City Chiefs in that game. There are a few other options that you had in that game, but I understand why Patrick Mahomes got the MVP. I understand. Do I agree with it? No, but again, I understand. But I do think that's insanely unfair to Caleb Williams to put that level on Patrick Mahomes because that can crumble some people. You see it in the world of soccer all the time. Who's the next Messi? Who's the next Ronaldo? Like in the NFL draft, we love making pre-draft comparisons. I try to avoid that as much as possible. I'll make some here and there. Like, we compare Jameer Gibbs to that of Alvin Kamara. We have made comparisons in the past. I'm not saying I'm completely against it. I just think when you're going to that level, like Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL who has done so much in just five years of starting in the NFL. Because remember, he only started one game his rookie year. And that was the last game of the regular season against the Broncos. Like, he's done so much in such a short period of time that it's ridiculous to even try and think that somebody this early on could develop into that. But he's going to generate a lot of hype. He plays for USC. He just won the Heisman Trophy. Had an insane year, super electric, super athletic player. Put up gaudy numbers this past year. And I wouldn't be surprised right now he would be the overwhelming favorite to win the Heisman again. Especially when you look at the USC Trojans added, I believe, Cliff Kingsbury to the offense. Because Cliff Kingsbury, for all the things that I've said about him being a head coach in the NFL, because I think it's ridiculous that he was going to be a head coach in the NFL or as was a head coach at all, let alone stay around as long as he did. I thought that was ridiculous because he got fired from Texas Tech, was going to take the USC offensive coordinator job, not even head coaching job, OC job, and then got the, off- the head coaching job with the Cardinals. Now he's reverted back and is going to USC to be the offensive coordinator there. So you've got Cliff Kingsbury who has worked with a lot of athletic quarterbacks in the past. Like he worked with Patrick Mahomes before, so that's going to be something that's going to be talked about a lot. And then you've also got Lincoln Riley there, the quarterback whisperer. Like He turned Jalen Hurts into a legit draftable quarterback, which is something he was not when he was at Alabama. And now he's a $250 million quarterback. At one point was the most expensive player in NFL history. Like ridiculous stuff. So Caleb Williams, with this stuff that USC's got going on for him, they're going to be favorites for a national championship, at least favorites to make the college football playoff. And then he'll be one of the favorites, if not the overwhelming favorite, to repeat as a Heisman Trophy winner the second time that would ever happen to go along with Archie Griffin, who was running back for the Ohio State in the 70s. Like, it's ridiculous to think about. If he stays healthy, knock on wood, if he stays healthy, I don't see why he can't do that. Then you got Drake May, who is not going to have the same publicity as a Caleb Williams. Drake May plays for North Carolina. Caleb Williams plays for USC. There's a whole different, like, view of that whole, the universities that they go to, how they're viewed athletically, especially in football. Basketball, obviously, North Carolina reigns supreme. But football, that's obviously USC. And North Carolina's got good players, don't get me wrong. And Drake May is a great player. Drake May's got the size you're looking for. He's about 6'4", about 220, 230. Got an absolute rocket of an arm. Put up more rushing yards, if I remember correctly, because I'm not looking at their stats right now. I had to pull up Caleb Williams's. Uh, Wikipedia page just to know how old he was. But he, I believe he put up more rushing yards than Caleb Williams did. And he's going to be asked to do a lot more in a North Carolina team that's going to have a lot less expectations going into the season than USC. Now that USC is quote-unquote back, expectations will be heavily placed on Williams, will be placed on Kingsbury, will be placed on Lincoln Riley, and the whole UFC team, it's going to be ridiculous. And I was talking to my dad about this yesterday. Like, you look at USC... And you look at all the other teams that are at that similar pedigree in regards to haven't won in forever, 
but people still view them highly. Like you got USC, you got Notre Dame, you got Texas, you got Nebraska. You like got teams like that. You know what I'm talking? Like Miami's up there too. But you look at teams like that, and people despise whether you got any actual connections to them or not, whether they actually play your teams or not. People despise the likes of Texas, Nebraska, and Notre Dame. Miami, not so much. But no one really, at least that I'm aware of, really despises USC. Because when we were growing up, people that are my age, we grew up watching Reggie Bush and Matt Leiner. Like, we watched a lot of really good, very exciting football at USC. And then USC got bad for a few years. But you never hear them talking about how amazing they are when they haven't won a national championship since 2004. Like, you don't hear that stuff. So... I'm more than happy to have USC return back to the upper echelon of college football. I feel a lot more comfortable with USC doing that or saying that I want USC to do that rather than the likes of Texas, Notre Dame, and uh, what's their nuts? Nebraska. Who the hell cares about them anyways? I think they'll be better. I like Jeff Sims a lot. Transfer from Georgia Tech. I think Matt Rule's a really good college coach. You saw what he did at Temple. You saw what he did at Baylor. Like He's a really good college coach. NFL, not great, obviously, but... We'll see how they do that. They should be better. And we've said this for years. Like, Notre Dame, every single time they go to the college football playoff or make it far or national championship, whatever, they get absolutely shit-stopped. It happens every freaking year. So that's why when Notre Dame's undefeated in late November, I get really nervous because there is a chance that we see that sorry-ass team play in a national championship semifinal game. That is scary to me. I have never seen them once go to that level and actually put forth a solid performance. At least that I can think of off the top of my head. At least that I can think of. And I think being from Iowa and being right in the middle of all three of those schools, really, and having friends that are Iowa State fans and having Texas come up here once every other year and Iowa playing Nebraska, and you got Notre Dame in the Midwest as well. So there's going to be, obviously, more disdain for those universities versus the likes of USC and Miami, who I don't really associate with a lot of people that root for other all those teams. Like, I had a friend at William Penn that was a Miami fan, but he was from down there. So that made sense. But he's the only one I've ever talked to in regards to an actual Miami football fan. Now, he's a Dolphins fan, which is a bad, not a great thing, not a great thing. But the Miami Hurricanes thing, again, very exciting university when they're good. So I wouldn't be really upset if they were good again. But North Carolina, back to the original point with Drake May, like when you're looking at the whole grand scheme of college football and stuff like that, North Carolina's got so much less expectations on them going into the season and I don't know if they're did they have like provisional rankings out already is that something that's come out no not yet we'll see if North Carolina's ranked in the top 25 I would imagine they would be at the start of the year at least I would imagine so just because of the fact Drake May's there and they always want to rank teams that have a high quality quarterback or quarterback that's going to be ranked highly in the draft or drafted highly or whatever they want them to start off the season at least in the top 25. So I would I would guess North Carolina and they finished the season decently. They were a good team last year. They lost to no, they lost to Oregon in the Holiday Bowl this past year, but they're a solid team. They're a solid team. Oregon came back to beat them in that game. Drake May didn't have the greatest game of all time. But I would imagine that North Carolina comes in at some point. Like they were 9 and 5 last year. They went to the ACC Championship game, got absolutely shit stomped by Clemson, but like th- they're going to be a solid team. And Drake May is a very, very good quarterback. So I wouldn't be ultimately surprised, given his size, given his athletic ability, given his arm talent, given the fact that he plays for North Carolina versus USC, 
I would not be shocked at all if Drake May was ultimately the number one quarterback in the draft next year. If he wasn't the first overall pick. I wouldn't really be surprised by that. I know it's kind of an insane thing to think about right now to try to wrap your head around just because of how good Caleb Williams was last year. Heisman Trophy winner, all that stuff. But I could see like him painting his nails and putting like F Utah on there or stuff like that. That could rub some teams the wrong way. I think it's hilarious. I really have no problem with it. But I could see there'd be some teams out there that wouldn't really like that. And Drake May with the more conventional quarterback playing for a not-so-big powerhouse team. Because you're going to, that's one thing they look for. How did you do with less around you? That's one thing they very much look for. Like we talked about dur- during the draft process this year with the likes of CJ Stroud. He's going to get, they're going to look at him a little differently. You had the greatest receiving core in college football the past however many years. How are you going to do if you go to a team that has no receivers like the Houston Texans, whose number one receiver is currently Robert Woods? How are you going to do with that going to the next level? I think CJ Stroud's accuracy will allow him to overcome that. I don't really think that's going to be an issue because the same thing was said about Joe Burrow at LSU. Like you have Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are two top five, top six receivers in the NFL. You had both of them at LSU. Terrace Marshall was on the roster too, was still in the NFL. So you had a really good roster, so there's going to be different quarterbacks that get viewed differently in regards to that. But I wouldn't be shocked if Drake made that push for that number one pick. And again, it's crazy to think about. Absolutely crazy to think about that that could be a thing, given how much how good Caleb Williams has been. But it could happen. And it's it's May 7th right now. So, like, we've got a lot of time. We've got a lot of time. So we're going to have the full rankings for you, hopefully by Friday, because that will be two weeks after the NFL draft, which is going to be fun. I mean, post-NFL draft is always a fun time, but it's a weird time as well because social media feeds are not filled with NFL draft coverage. You're not filled with... Did you see what ridiculous scandal this prospect's gotten themselves into? Oh, did you see this prospect's rising up draft boards and all that stuff? You don't see that anymore. So it's always nice to put out insanely early NFL draft prospect rankings, but I'm struggling with the, the top two's fine. The top two is set in regards to who they are, but like, you might even put them 1A, 1B, really, at this point in time. But you look at the rest of the list, or the rest of the quarterbacks in next year's class, like Ewers is insanely talented, but didn't put forth an amazing season. He looked really good until he got hurt against Alabama. Then we saw Hudson Card come in. Hudson Card should have a really good season with Purdue this year. Purdue, a very pass-happy team. So I would I would expect him to be decent this year at least. But you got Quinn Ewers, who's 20 years old right now. Number one ranked high school quarterback of all time. He's got the highly touted Arch Manning sitting behind him. And he's going to have an offense with Xavier Worthy, no Bijan Robinson, no Roshan Johnson either. So the, all the stuff is going to be put on him, which could be a good thing or a bad thing. And everybody's always got their eyes on Texas anyways, especially when you're as highly touted as Quinn Ewers has been. And he cut the mullet off. So we'll see how he does. They got like Michael Penix. You got Bo Nix. You got J.J. McCarthy from Michigan. Jordan Travis from Florida State. You've got, um, who else is there? Shadur Sanders from Colorado is going to be talked about a lot. Problem is no one knows how good Colorado is going to be. Colorado was ass last year and has been ass for a while now like it'd be nice to think that Colorado and Deion Sanders turn it around at year one but I don't know how likely that is especially with how many people are leaving I think the Colorado will be good or at least better than what they were I mean it's gonna be hard to be worse than what they were last year but they needed a culture change and that's what Deion Sanders bringing in Shadur Sanders is better than any quarterback they've had recently so I would imagine he's gonna be mentioned up there in some capacity then you got like 
Cam Ward from Washington State. You got KJ Jefferson from Arkansas. You've got uh, Michael Pratt from Tulane. You've got Jaden Daniels from LSU. You've got who else is even there? There's a lot of freaking quarterbacks that you can mention for next. Spencer Rattler at South Carolina is going to be mentioned. Yeah, he's still in college football. He's still kicking in in college football, which is crazy. DJ Uyagalele playing over there at Oregon State. Could he get his name back into that conversation? I don't think he's that great, but maybe he could put himself back up there. Sam Hartman transferred to Notre Dame from uh, from Wake Forest. You've got DJ Leary, or Nick, DJ Leary, Nick Leary, transferring from NC State to Kentucky. You've got Phil Yurkovic transferring to Pitt. You've got Graham Murr transferring from Wisconsin to Florida. Like, you've got all this movement going around college football. We already talked about Jeff Sims going from Georgia Tech to Nebraska. One would suspect that would help him out there. Because Jeff Sims is a very solid quarterback and tried to do a lot at Georgia Tech with very little around him. Like, Jameer Gibbs transferred. That kind of hurt a lot of things Georgia Tech was trying to do. You have a quarterback or a running back that goes 12th overall in the draft transfer from you. That's not really ideal. That's not ideal. And I would cut Kyle McCord at Ohio State. He's going to be good. I would be very shocked if Kyle McCord was not good to some capacity. I'm not saying great. I'm not putting him up there with like CJ Stroud or putting him up there like even with Dwayne Haskins. I don't want to put that on him. Justin Fields, but he's got some I mean you got Marvin Harrison Jr. You got a Mecca Ibuka. Like you've got Travion Henderson there at running back still. Like, you've got pieces there. You should be good. I would really find it I find it hard to believe you wouldn't be good. Cade McNamara at Iowa. I don't know if Iowa's good or Cade McNamara's gonna be amazing, but as we've said before, Iowa's gonna have very little excuses not to at least challenge or no, not challenge. They need to win the Big Ten West title this year. There's no excuses. There's really no excuses this year. Like the defense will be fine. Cooper DeGene has been highly talked about this offseason as well. He's been talked about as a first-round draft pick. Safety corner hybrid. Iowa will be fine defensively. It's just a matter of fact if the Iowa deep offense is actually as good as what we're expecting with all these people coming in through the transfer portal. New quarterback, new wide receivers, new tight end. Offensive line can't be much worse. <laughs> so it, there's no excuse for Iowa. 10 wins, 9 to 10 should be... I, I would really be mean and say, like, 10 wins is the minimum, but I'll, I'll go 9. I'll go 9. Iowa's schedule's easy. Comparatively, it's easy. Really easy. Like, they shouldn't really, knock on wood, struggle with Iowa State. I don't even think you'd find any Iowa State fans that really argue with that at this point in time. You wouldn't. I mean, you could. I mean, the most diehard fans will always argue for their teams, but really... With all the stuff Iowa's done this year, I would be pretty surprised if Iowa didn't come out on top in Ames this year. Sorry. They should beat Wisconsin. They should beat Nebraska. They should beat Minnesota. They should beat a lot of teams. They're going to lose games they shouldn't lose to. They're going to lose some games. They might lose to Nebraska next year. Like I said this last year, the this year was the most calm I've ever been at losing rivalry games. Like They lost to Iowa State. They lost to Nebraska. Like last game of the year to Nebraska. I was not stressed at all during that game because I did not see need to see that team go back to the Big Ten Championship game. They didn't deserve it. So I'm happy Nebraska shit on them in that game. And I don't remember what the score was. It wasn't like brutal or anything, but the fact that Nebraska beat Iowa in Kinnick is ridiculous. So I'm ha- I was fine with that. I didn't want to see this Iowa team do anything well. The defense, I'm all for. But the fact that we had to see the offense play hurts. Hurt a lot. But now again, the offense should be much improved next year. But... Yeah, it's going to be fun. Next year's draft class is going to be fun. College football is going to be fun in general. College football is always fun. 
I'm intrigued to see what happens at Alabama. Tyler Bushner from Notre Dame transferred down to Alabama. So he'll be competing with Jalen Milrow for the starting job. At least that's what it's expected to be. So I'm intrigued to see what all these stuff do. All these teams do. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Not having C.J. Stroud at Ohio State is going to be big. Not having Bryce Young. Graham Mertz will see how much their offense changes from going from Anthony Richardson, one of the most athletic college quarterbacks of all time, to Graham Mertz, who's not the most athletic or most fleet-footed person out there. At least from what we've seen at Wisconsin, maybe he's got another level that we just haven't seen yet because he's just been handing the ball up to Braylon Allen all these years. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm very excited. I'm very excited for next year, but we'll try to get that out for you for Thursday. We'll try to get that out for Thursday. Or Friday. Friday. I'll have I'll record Thursday, but it'll be there. And you can check out all the other blog posts we have on the LoganBlackmanShow.com as well. And with that being said, uh, make sure you follow Logan Blackman Show on every single form of social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And, of course, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find me on Twitter at Logan underscore Blackman. Instagram account is Blackman Logan. The show's Instagram account is The Logan Blackman Show 1. Facebook and YouTube. Search The Logan Blackman Show. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and like and follow the Facebook page. Again, blog posts, everything you could look for on the LoganBlackmanShow.com. You can check out our latest blog post on there. You can go to the blog section or scroll down on the main page, and it'll be there. There'll be a link down in the middle of the page. And then, of course, you're listening right now. Make sure you follow the Apple Podcasts and Spotify accounts. If you're listening right now and you're not sure, just make sure you're subscribed and leave a rating out of five stars on both. You can leave a one-star rating or five-star rating. Just let me know why you feel the way you do down in the description below. I would greatly appreciate it. But man, this weekend was fun. This weekend was really fun. It was Friday was just busy. Thursday was busy. I mean, uh, because again, like we just said, we record shows a day in advance. Thursday was just a busy day. Really busy day. I tried to record a show, and I just kept getting bombarded with phone calls from all different directions. Whether it was my personal phone or my work phone, I was just getting a ton of calls. We couldn't end up actually getting a show fully recorded. I started recording. We recorded about 20 minutes, but I kept pausing it. So there was like five breaks in Friday's show in this, the 18 to 20 minutes we were recording. So it just didn't. I just didn't feel like bothering recording anymore. I was like, I just need to focus on what's my phone here. And this is like 5 o'clock. Like, this isn't super early in the day. I'm not recording this midday. Like, right now, it's 7.01 right now. We don't record these in the middle of the afternoon. So, <laughs> I was like, good lord, it's supposed to be the end of the day. It's supposed to be done. <laughs> why, why am I getting all these phone calls right now? But we got everything sorted out. But we watched some sports after that, and then Saturday, watched some sports. My aunt came to town on a surprise visit, so we hung out with her. Watched some UFC fights, watched Canelo Alvarez win again. We watched some basketball, we watched some hockey. Today, I went frisbee golfing down over in Des Moines off Indianola Avenue, which was one of the first jobs I did. So for those of you who don't know, my <laughs> I like telling these stories because it's always funny to think back at these times. And like when I was a kid, when I turned 16, so I got my permit in, what was it, in about February, January, February, I did driver's ed that summer and got my license that November. So I was driving for about six months, like actually driving for about six months before I got my actual license. So I was really raw. I was really raw. We had some problems when I was first 16, but I haven't done anything bad (laughs) in a while in regards to getting an accident. So we're fine on that front. But when I started driving the next summer, so the summer after I turned 16, my dad was like, okay, Logan, you can drive now. You're going to get a job. And I tried to find jobs, but I couldn't get anything. I tried to send things to Hy-Vee because I had a few friends that worked there at the time. So I was like, hey, can you hook me up? Nothing ever actually materialized through there. I did end up working at Hy-Vee eventually, 
but not that summer. So my dad was like, well, if you can't find one by X amount of time, by this day, I'm going to, you know, we're going to get you a job. So my first ever job, because people always talk about, oh, what was the first thing you did? Like a lot of people's the grocery store. We had a few people that worked at movie theaters. You got fast food and stuff like that. My first job was painting houses. There's a company called Artisans of Faith Painting. I don't know if the company is still around, but it was me and two other guys. I was 16 years old. It was 2014. The FIFA World Cup was going on that year. I like following along with the World Cup while painting houses wasn't always the easiest thing. We painted a house of a dude that worked for the CIA, at least as far as I was aware. At least I was um, that I was made aware. But I'm not good at heights. So going on those ladders was not necessarily the greatest thing of all time. And during that summer, which again, summer of 2014, it rained a lot. Like It rained quite a bit that summer. So there were times where I was just at home. I was a part of three houses that we painted. Three houses. And differing days where I would get a text in the morning, like at 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning, and then I would be deciding, oh, you're not, we can't do anything today. It's paint, because it's paint. You can't do anything to paint. You can't paint wet. You can't do that. Unless you got plat, uh, flex seal and stuff like that, flex paint, all that stuff. Like Billy Mays, or not Billy Mays. Uh, oh, crap. What was the guy's name? Was it Billy Mays? No, that was the Sam Wow guy. Who was, oh, crap. Phil Swift. Phil Swift. If you're not Phil Swift, you didn't, back then, probably wasn't a thing. So my dad was like, okay, you're done there. You're done. And he knew the guy that owned the business. So it wasn't like just some random guy. We knew the guy who was the, the guy that owned the business. So he was like, okay, you're done there. It's raining too much. So the next offer that my dad had presented to me was you can go work on a paving crew. And I'm not going to release the name of the company because I don't know if this could get them in trouble or not. But I was 16 years old. You are not legally allowed to be even on site until I believe you're 18 on paving sites. I was paving roads or part of a paving crew at 16 years old. My second ever job. And the third road we ever did. So I was freaking out because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to work on a paving crew. We made agreements with the guy because again, it was one of our customers where my dad's business, We one of our customers. So we made an agreement that I had to go to practice in the morning for football. We had summer practices that were like at seven o'clock in the morning till about nine. And then I would go to the paving crew. I'd drive wherever they were. And I'd go with them for the rest of the day. And we went to multiple different jobs. I got paid about $18 an hour. And back then when I was 16, that was ridiculous. That was absolutely ridiculous. And I was like very upset. I mean, I'm going to a paving crew. It's not something that you ever think of doing when you're growing up. Like when you ask a kid what they want to do, you don't ever hear them say, I want to go work on a paving crew let alone go to a paving crew at 16. That's more of a, a necessity thing rather than actually being something you want to do. If you're going to a paving crew at that young, you are either getting forced to <laughs> or <laughs> you need to. And you're lying about your age and stuff. So we went <laughs> and did, like, did that. And then the, the second or third job I ever was a part of was on Indianola Avenue right off Southeast 14th. Big, long road on Indianola Avenue. It's still getting worked on today which is other parts of Indianola Avenue, not the part we did. We did the long part of Indianola Avenue. And that was where the park was, where we went Fishby golfing. And the, it was weird to think about, because that was 10 years ago. About nine, nine years ago. Nine years ago. I was 16. I'm 25 now. Nine years ago is when I worked on that job. And I got paid $24 an hour because it was a government job. You know how happy I was at 16 years old to get paid $24 an hour? That was insane. For a summer, that was awesome. 
Work sucked. Days sucked. Hot as hell. <laughs> Everybody else is older than me by a lot. So I wasn't making any friends. Peach flavored cigars filled the air. I have a real disdain for peach flavored cigars now. Like real disdain. It's like the worst thing in the world to me. I hate them with a burning passion. So I, we did that and all I could do, I couldn't run equipment. You're not even supposed to be there. Couldn't run equipment at all. So what I did was basically pound pins all day. Because you know there's grates underneath the concrete. So you got these grates laid down. They got these pins that are about, I don't know, as big as your hand. About that big. Or at least that long. From middle finger to your the base of your palm. At least my hand. I guess there's going to be different size of hand out there. They're that big. And they got a little like hook on the bottom. So it like nails it the grate to the ground, essentially. So that was my job. That was my job. I had blisters all over my hand. And I played quarterback. When you have blisters on your throwing hand, because it's my dominant hand, so my hammer and pins in the ground hand was my right hand, I ripped every single finger up, like, basically to the bone. <laughs> so many blisters on my hand. And I go to practice in the morning. It sucked. <laughs> it sucked. But, as my dad said at the time, now you know what you don't want to do. <laughs> so I was, I've got that all nailed down now. Because I always find it interesting, like, hearing what people did for jobs. And it's like, well, I was forced onto a paving crew. <laughs> did, like, five jobs. And, again, it was still raining. But there are certain other jobs you can do on a paving crew that don't imply paving. So it wasn't like the houses. You can't paint houses. That's the only thing we were doing was painting houses. You can't even tape windows at that point because it's wet. And the painter's tape is not necessarily the most strong adhesive of all time. So you can't do anything with painter's tape when it's raining. But when it's raining when you're paving crew, you can do other things. Uh, you can pound pins when it's raining. Fun fact, if you didn't know that, you can do that. So I worked the entire summer doing paving crew. Haven't done it since. Still work in construction, but not not that. Not that. I've done a lot of very odd jobs. I've done a, very, a lot of odd jobs. That's definitely the oddest one. But it's cool going back to that. And I didn't do a whole lot. I mean, again, I pounded pins. I didn't do the actual paving. I didn't rake anything. I didn't uh, get the sewer spots filled out. But, man, I pounded those pins. So the structural integrity of that road, I guess you could say, is mostly down to moi. So I'll take it. I'll freaking take it. So we were driving. I drove on that road today. I was like, man, it's been a like 10 years, damn near 10 years, about nine and a half. No, not. It's just nine years, nine years. I mean, nine years since I did that and I'm driving on it now. That feels kind of cool. Feels kind of rewarding. Even though all I did was pound pins again. But we did Frisbee golf all day. We were there. For, I say all day. We were there for about two and a half hours. But came in third. Came in third. It was a very close encounter. Very close encounter. I was there with Zach, who's been on the show twice before. We're going to get him on again because he won our fantasy football league and he said he's contractually obligated or I'm contractually obligated because he beat me in the championship game that he has to be on again. And Justin was also there and Justin said he needs to be on at some point. So we're going to have Justin and Zach on at some point in the future. I don't know exactly when that'll be. Justin's been asking me for about a year now and Justin's bought merch. So I owe him something. I owe him something. So I got we're going to have both of them on at some point, probably sometime in the next two weeks. We'll have to wait and see on that. And then one of Justin's friends named Tim went out there, played Frisbee golf. I scored 88, an 18 hole course. Tim got 89. Zach won. And Zach got 84. Justin got 85. So the point difference between first and last place was five points. Like it was a very highly competitive game. No one was really that bad. No one was really that great. 
we had holes that we sucked ass on. We had other holes we did really good on. I got par a few times. I had an eight on one hole. So, like, there's different <laughs> levels of holes there. But it's just fun to go back to those places like that. We're like, oh, I remember this. I have a job up in Ankeny where we painted a house that I like. Oh, I like this job. I remember this one. So, yeah, it's it's fun looking at that kind of stuff, even though it sucked at the time. It's fun looking back at it now, especially since I'm nine years older. 2014 World Cup. There have been two World Cups since then. That is crazy. That is absolutely crazy. And the U.S. missed one of them. <laughs> fun stuff. Absolutely fun stuff, but... Yeah. You know what is fun, though? The, the paving crews aren't fun, but you know what is fun? Watching Star Wars. That's probably the most fun thing you can do, right? It's, it's definitely up there. And this last week was Star Wars days. And there's a lot of different days for Star Wars Day, and I can't really remember all of them because there's a stretch of days, like Star Wars week. The most famous one, the most the official, air quotes, official Star Wars Day is May 4th because it's May the 4th be with you. Like you got it. We got you got where we went to with that. We saw the bridge. You see the bridge we had to cross to get from May the Fourth. Be with you to May the Fourth. But there's other days too. And Friday was Cinco de Mayo. Obviously, as Americans, we like to take any holiday we have and Americanize it, which that means just get super plastered drunk on a random day that's not associated with us whatsoever. So. Cinco de Mayo is a very popular holiday for a lot of people out there. You got to go to a Mexican restaurant. You got to drink cerveza. You got to drink Corona. You got to drink Modelo. You got to drink Dos Equis. You got to go all those different routes. Now, we did have some Coronas. An- Coronas. Andrew and I polished off 12, of- 12 bottles of Corona on Friday night. We watched two games of basketball. We watched the, what was it, Celtics Sixers. Celtics won the game. And then Suns Nuggets, Suns won that game. And I think both games are taking place right now. I saw, well, not right now. The Sixers won today against the Celtics. But we watched both those games. But the thing I was watching before Andrew got up there was Revenge of the Sith. Because Friday, May 5th, is Star Wars Revenge of the 5th. Now, there's also Revenge of the 6th day, which was Saturday. But it's all about preference there. Like, do you want to go Revenge of the 5th or Revenge of the 6th? Like, you can see the, again, you can see the bridge we had to cross to get to both of those days. There's other stuff there, too, but I can't remember all the other days. Like, I'm pretty sure the 7th has something. So I was watching Revenge of the Sith, and again, I was trying to record a show for Thursday. Didn't get anything recorded, but I was going to do a Star Wars quiz for Star Wars Day. But now that we're sitting here on Monday, or Sunday for me, Monday for you, we're sitting here and we're like, well, what do we do? We got to do some sort of Star Wars thing. Star Wars Day's passed. But we still got to do something because out of all the things in the world... All the things in the world. I am a big nerd when it comes to, I guess a lot of things, but I'm a big nerd when it comes to Star Wars. Star Wars is my favorite thing growing up. Always has been. Love the Star Wars movies. I just went to Return of the Jedi. It was the 40th year anniversary of Return of the Jedi being in theaters, which is 1983. Crazy how long that's been. But I went to the theaters two sat last, not yesterday, but two Saturdays ago, I guess. Last Saturday. And I went at 945 and then I went on Sunday at 9. So I went to Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, both times. And then Sunday, we didn't record a show last week because I had family in town. So we went to Tavern in West Des Moines, and then I met up with some friends, then we went to Star Wars. So I saw Star Wars back-to-back days, Return of the Jedi, in theaters. Didn't tell either group that I saw it the day before I saw it the day after, or anything. So they're all oblivious that I just went to Star Wars one time. No, I went twice. 9.45 at night, and then 9 o'clock. Two insanely long evenings. But I loved those movies. So I, it was worth it. It was worth it. It was like, what, 13 bucks? Like, I, it's fine. It's fine. It was at the Palm Theater in Waukee, which is a very nice theater. 
So I was like, oh, you know what? I'll splurge a little bit. I'll splurge a little bit. The draft just got done. I'm I'm treating myself. The NFL draft's over. I'm treating myself. So I went to those Star Wars movies. But Star Wars is awesome. Another movie that I really liked, though, is uh, Spaceballs. Spaceballs is another great movie. And it's funny because my mom is... I don't really know how I should describe her in regards to her movie taste, but she can be, and I think my dad would agree with me on this, and she might she she might get offended, she might agree with me. She's a movie snub. She is. That like if she's not watching a movie, she won't watch it, but she'll tell you how stupid it is before you watch it. Like it could be any movie ever. Monty Python the Holy Grail. Is it stupid? Sure. Is it a great movie? Absolutely. But she won't watch it. But you want to know what she wanted me to watch when I was a kid? Spaceballs. Tell me where the logic is in that. She watches all these stupid black and white movies. Terrible movies. Some are good. I understand there's some that are good. But a lot of them suck. So she, she gets rough. She, she, her and I go back and forth on movies. But she made me watch Spaceballs. And I'm thankful for that. But Spaceballs is not something that I would picture my mom watching. If you know me and know my family, if I told you one of my parents made me watch Spaceballs, I bet 100% of you would guess my dad, not my mom. So... I found a quiz today, because it was Star Wars Day, but it's past. It's Spaceballs, a Star Wars or Spaceballs. Can you name the quotes from either Star Wars or Spaceballs? So all I've got to do is read the quote out. There's 50 quotes here. It's six minutes to get done. All I have to do is read the quote and then put Star Wars or Spaceballs. Okay? Simple enough? Simple enough. So we got six minutes, and we're going to start in three, two, one. Say goodbye to your two best friends. And I'm not talking, I can't remember what he says, but that's Spaceballs. That's Dark Helmet talking to Lone Star. It's against my programming to impersonate a deity. That's, I, I just saw the movie. That's Star Wars. That's Return of the Jedi. I just saw that movie. They have hyperjets. They have. They must have hyperjets on that thing. You know, I don't remember. I don't remember. May the Schwartz be with you. That's Spaceballs, obviously. I don't know where you get delusions, delusions laser brain. That's Star Wars. That's Princess Leia talking to Han Solo. I can't breathe in this thing. That is a uh, Star Wars, I believe. A uh, Spaceballs. I can't breathe this thing. Oh, it's Dark Helmet. Ah, crap. It's Dark Helmet. It's Dark Helmet because it's one of the scenes at the beginning of the movie. Like, <gasps> he starts coughing and pulls his. Dang it! I thought it was. I thought it was when Luke and Han are. Oh, crap. Whatever. Five minutes left. Now we'll show you the true. Show who's in charge of this galaxy. Oh wow. What an incredible smell you've discovered. That's Han Solo talking to Chewie. What's in there? Only what you take with you. That is Star Wars. That's Yoda talking to Luke Skywalker. We're keepers of the peace, not shoulders. soldiers. That's Mace Windu. That's Star Wars. May the Force be with you. That's Star Wars. Take uh, take only what you need to survive. Uh, that's Spaceballs. That's um, when they're talking to the princess about what to... Uh, taking on to the... Oh, what the crap? His, the Winnebago. I can't remember what it's called. You're a funny little boy. How do you know so much? That's Star Wars. That's Padme talking to Anakin. Boring, boring conversation anyways. I would imagine that Spaceballs we're going to skip for now. Watch your mouth, kid. You'll find yourself floating home. That's Han Solo talking to Luke Skywalker. In my experience, no such thing as luck. That's Han Solo talking to Obi-Wan. Uh, one thing's for sure. We're going to be a lot thinner. That's Obi-Wan talking about the trash compactor and A New Hope. Here we go. Short, short version. That's Spaceballs. The, all and what, what have we got on this thing? A cuisine art? I, I'm guessing that's Spaceballs. I, guess. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that line, but I, just 90%. The radar, sir, it appears to be jammed. 
Only one person jams me with the raspberry. That's that's Spaceballs. I'm your father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. That's Spaceballs. It's when Dark Helmet and Lone Star are battling. There's an awful amount of moisture in here. Uh, that is Star Wars. Hey, point that place, point that thing someplace else. That's a uh, Han Solo talking to the Ewoks. Laugh it up, fuzzball. That's Star Wars. What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken. <laughs> that's space, space balls. Uh, you'll see the you'll see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. That's space balls. There goes there goes the planet. I think that space balls will skip it. Just what we need: a Druish princess. Funny, she doesn't look Druish. That is space balls. Yes, I always have coffee when I watch Radar. You know that. That's Spaceballs. That's going to leave a mark. Uh, I skipped that one for now. I find your lack of faith disturbing. That's Star Wars. Just watched New Hope with my dad. Parts of it the other day was on TV. Obviously for Star Wars Day. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. That's Obi-Wan or Ben talking to Luke. It's programmed to go off before you do. It's programmed to go off before you do. I think that's... Spaceballs, but I don't remember. Have you found anything yet? We haven't found shit. <laughs> that's, that's Spaceballs. Uh, wonderful girl. Either I'm gonna, either I'm gonna kill her. Or I'm gonna be beginning to like her. That's Star Wars. What a piece of junk. That's Luke talking about the Millennium Falcon. That's No Moon, the space station. Obi Wan talking about the Death Star. Size matters not. Look at me. Judge by size. Do you? That's Star Wars. A million space bucks. That's unfair. That's Spaceballs. You idiots. These are not them. It's their stunt doubles. <laughs> that's Spaceballs. Don't call me a mindless philosopher, you overlate, overlate, overweight glob of grease. I think that's Spaceballs, because he's talking to Pizza the Hut, right? I think. You know, it, it will, that's Spaceballs. I'm going to guess. No, it's Star Wars. Overweight blob of grease, mindless philosophy. Over, I don't remember that line at all. Uh, this is uninstilled. This is an uninstilled wall. Unlisted wall. I think that's Spaceballs, right? Yeah. Yeah. So at least, so at last, we meet for the first time, for the last time. That's Spaceballs. I wonder if we'll ever see each other again. Uh, Skip, I don't, I can't think of that. You've got something jammed in here, in here real good. Crap, I think that's Star Wars, but I'm not sure. I have a bad feeling about this, that's Star Wars. I'm shooting, I'm not shooting this thing. I hate guns, that's Spaceballs. Fire a warning shot across her nose. That's Space, I said across her nose, not... That's, yeah, space balls. You know something, princess? You are ugly when you're angry. That's, uh, space balls. You came in that thing? You're braver than I thought. That's, uh, Star Wars. So we got 40 out of 50 with a minute left. They must have hyper jets on that thing. I feel like it's a Luke Skywalker quote. Uh, now we will see who's in charge of this galaxy. Now we'll show her who's in charge of this galaxy. I think that's Star Wars. I think it's Star Wars. Spaceballs, crap. I wasn't confident in that one. Boring conversation anyways. Oh, wow. 35 seconds left. I'm struggling. There goes the planet. That has to be Spaceballs. They have to talk about when they suck the air out of the planet, right? Yeah, okay. That's going to leave a mark. So big. What? It's programmed to go off before you do. I think that's Star Wars. It's programmed to go off before you do. I think I just saw that line the other day. I could be completely wrong. I mean, I either get it wrong or I get it right. Whatever. It's Spaceballs. I, I wasn't confident in that. I wonder if we'll see each other again. You've got something jammed in there real good. I'm stuck. Uh, 41 out of 50. That ain't bad. I'll take it. 82%. Oh, they don't even tell you? What? <laughs> 
I don't. I need to see. Don't call me a mindless philosopher, you overweight blob of grease. What movie is that? Oh, it's it's C three PO. It's C three PO. Wow, I didn't know that one. I didn't know that one at all. I can't breathe in this thing. I knew that one. Now, boring conversation. Anyway, I don't. I have no idea what movie that's from. Boring conversation. Anyway. Oh, that's ah oh, crap. It's nice seeing the pictures now. It's when Han shoots the 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 telecom telecom thing when they're trying to find Leia when he's like we heard a commotion out of section 3 or whatever section they're in. Uh no no no, everything's fine. Everything's fine here. How, how are you? And he shoots the comm. That's I remember that scene now. That's in a, a new hope. That's going to leave a mark. What movie is that from? That could be any of them. I that's going to leave a mark. Okay, Star Wars isn't popping up, so I... Okay, Spaceballs. What scene is that? Oh, that's going to leave a mark. It's from... Barf is telling that. Uh, Okay, I don't remember that scene. I Well, I know what scene it is, but I don't remember the context. I wonder if we'll ever see each other again. I That could be either one. Like, it's... wonder if we'll ever see each other again. Spaceballs. Yeah, what's that scene, though? Spaceballs. Oh, <laughs> God, Willie Wall meet again in Spaceball 2. Okay, yeah, I remember that line. You've got something jammed in there real good. I think that's Star Wars. I think that's Star Wars, but I'm not sure. I feel like, oh, it's Spaceballs. I, I, there was part of me that felt like it was Star Wars in here real good, and that's the jam. We already talked about that, but it feels like it was an Anakin quote or something, but that's not great. That's not a great score for what we're used to. Like, usually we do pretty good on these quizzes, right? But it's funny, like, looking at some of these things. They must have hyperjets in that thing. I I can't think of what line that... I, I guess I didn't even search that one. Or did I? They must have hyperjets on that thing. I didn't search this line. What line's this? Hold on. What's this line? Yeah. They've gone plaid! Yeah, that's, that's Spaceballs. I haven't seen Spaceballs as recently, but, man... There, there's some of these I'm a little upset about. I can't breathe this thing. I know exactly what scene that's from now that I'm reading it out loud. with. And I know what Spaceballs. Now we'll show who's in charge of this galaxy. That's Dark Helmet talking about that, I believe. Uh, it's programmed to go off before you do. Spaceballs quote, but it felt like something Leia would say to Han. I don't know. I, I just... Don't call me a line, mindless philosopher, you overweight blob of grease. Yeah, I know that line now. But it's... That feels like... That one's a, a, a leading question, right? Because Lone Star's talking to Pizza the Hut. And he's a blob of grease. So you would think that would be, but whatever. I can't remember those ones. But that's fun. I love doing quizzes like that, regardless if we actually do good or not. But, like, you see things like that. You're like, oh, it's, 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 it's harder than it looks, okay? It's harder than it looks. Now, saying that, one thing that is not insanely difficult to do, but some people find it more difficult than others, that is ranking, like, quarterbacks currently in the NFL. Like, I know there's hard to rank prospects. You're trying to evaluate what they could be in the future. But for the here and now, because there's differences as well of being the best quarterback in college football being the best quarterback in the NFL. Like, just because you're a really good college quarterback does not mean you're going to translate to an NFL quarterback. Like, Max Duggan, dominant, a really good football player in college. Heisman finalist, Davey O'Brien award winner. At least, I think it was the Davey O'Brien award winner. And he gets drafted in the seventh round. So you're trying to project like that for the draft. So that's the difference between me coming trying to struggle, struggling, I guess, with the draft process in regards to finding prospects in that regard versus naming quarterbacks in the NFL. Because I saw Kyle Brandt, who we've talked about on the show before, 
who kind of divides opinions, at least in my mind. I don't know if I actually like him or not. I, I really have no idea at this point. I, I think he does some things good, but I think there's times he can be a little over the top and kind of cringy. So I, I saw this on Instagram. I used to watch Good Morning Football quite a bit back when I lived at home, but I don't really watch it anymore. But I still see some things on Twitter or on Instagram because I follow the likes of NFL Films and NFL Network and stuff, and they'll post stuff from Good Morning Football. But Kyle Brandt posted his QB tiers for the AFC and NFC. The AFC one was kind of dividing p- opinions recently, and uh, and rightfully so. So the top three we've talked about before is pretty undisputed in regards to the NFL, let alone the NFC versus AFC thing. Like, the top three quarterbacks in the NFL are Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. I talked about why Allen's better than Burrow. People want to talk about the Super Bowl. He's been in two AFC championship games. Josh has been only one. I understand that, but you look at the playoff numbers, they're not similar in regards to how good they've actually been. The teams have been better for the Bengals, but I mean, I don't want to disrespect Joe Burrow. Again, saying he's a top three quarterback in the NFL. I'm not saying he's anything bad or anything. I just don't think he's better than Josh Allen. I think there's way more things Josh can do, and I love Joe Burrow. He's, he's one of the coolest dudes in the NFL. He's going to be way more popular, so I understand that. But then you go to number three, and you got Rodgers, Lamar, and Herbert. Okay? Number four is Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. And then number five is where we get a little weird. Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, number five. And number five normally might not be that big of a deal until you look at what number six is. And that's Pickett, Jones, Tua, and Trevor Lawrence who Trevor Lawrence is at the end of Tier 6, so he was damn near in Tier 7. How? Like, Jimmy Garoppolo in Tier 5, I guess, is fine. But when you look at the quarterbacks in Tier 6, you can make an argument that all of them are better currently than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think, I don't even think there's an argument. I think they are just better than Jimmy Garoppolo in Pickett, Jones, Tua, and Trevor Lawrence. And I know Kenny Pickett did put up or light the world up in his rookie year, but there's signs there. Jimmy Garoppolo is a fine quarterback, but you wouldn't draft Jimmy Garoppolo over Kenny Pickett. At least I wouldn't. Like, you would draft Kenny Pickett to replace Jimmy Garoppolo, if that makes sense, if that if that's coming across anything. But Russell Wilson and Deshaun, I don't know. I, I On their days, yes, on their days. But their days have been two, three years ago. It's been a while. And I would expect the Broncos to be better coming into this next season. I can't expect them to be much worse than what they were going into the season. Or what they were last year, I was in like 14 points a game and it was an absolute anemic offense. Like, it was terrible to watch. I expect Deshaun Watson to be better going into the season. He sat out for a year and a half. Half of that was willingly. <laughs> the other half was suspension. But I think on his day, he's a very, very good quarterback. Top 10 easy. But right now, I have a hard time doing that, especially with Trevor Lawrence at Tier 6. And we said this when Rodgers first got traded to the Jets. Is he really currently... Based off last year, better than Tua? Like, normally I would take Aaron Rodgers over Tua. I've had my reservations about Tua being considered in a quote-unquote elite quarterback. I've had a lot of reservations about that. And I love that people were actually surprised that he considered retirement after he got his concussion against the Bengals. Obviously, he's going to consider retirement, as he should have. He didn't even need to really say that. But you get asked questions, you get that answer. Mac Jones, I have my reservations about Mac Jones, too. He looked a lot better his rookie year than he did last year. There's going to be conversations about Bailey Zappi taking over, but I think adding Bill O'Brien, the guy who was the, his office coordinator when he was at Alabama and finished third in the Heisman Trophy race, I think they're going with Mac Jones going into the season as well. 
I don't really think this rope will be as short on Mac Jones as what it was, or maybe it will be. Maybe it will be, because I know he wasn't happy about having Joe Judge and Matt Patricia being his co-ops coordinator, and rightfully so. I wouldn't be either. And the Patriots' way is the Patriot way. You don't question the Patriot way, and Mac Jones was questioning it because Matt Patricia and Joe Judge were his office coordinators. Now he's got Bill O'Brien back. So we'll see how that works out. And Kenny Pickett again, I think Kenny Pickett's solid. I think he does a lot of good things. I think the game doesn't look too fast for him. He had no offensive line this past year. Even Najee Harris struggled last year. But he's got a good, talented group of receivers around him. You got George Pickens, who I expect to take a leap this year. You got Darnell Washington. You got Pat Firemuth. You drafted Broderick Broderick Benz. Iowa, Broderick Benz. Broderick Jones. You got Deontay Johnson. Like You've got a good group of receivers there. You signed Allen Robinson, or traded for Allen Robinson. So you got options. You got options there. So I expect him to be a lot better than what he was last year, at least statistically. I expect the Steelers to be good this year as well, because Mike Tomlin's there. They're going to be above 500 as long as time Mike Tomlin there, unless something absolutely insane happens. Like if TJ Watt's healthy, then they'll be fine. Defense like Minka Fitzpatrick got him there. You drafted Joey Porter Jr. Like they'll be fine. I don't think they'll be challenging for Super Bowls, but I think they can be fine. I like Kenny Pickett a lot. So like there's three quarterbacks that I think are ranked a lot higher and Trevor Lawrence being ranked at the bottom of tier six. And I don't know, I didn't watch the clip of what he said during each quarterback, but if you know how tier lists work, the closer you are to the number, that's closer that you are to moving up. So if we're going off of this as a end-all, be-all, Kyle Brent's official NFL, AFC quarterback rankings, Mahomes is one, Burrow's two, Allen's three, Rodgers is four, Lamar's five, which, grand scheme of things, doesn't really bother me all too much. We've talked about, you know, Aaron Rodgers and him versus two and all that stuff, but I have no general issues with that. They got Herbert at six, followed by Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson at seven. Deshaun Watson, eight. Jimmy Garoppolo, nine. Kenny Pickett, ten. Mac Jones, 11. Tua, 12. Trevor Lawrence, 13. And then C.J. Stroud, Levis, and Richardson. Like, that would be how he ranked it, Right? Because I don't know how else you would rank that unless you were going like, well, this guy, they're, they were going by division and stuff like that. But even then, you why why are Stroud, Levis, and Richardson ranked like that? Like, it's not how they were drafted. Like You just go by the order they were drafted in. Unless you actually think that that's the order it should be in. And those NFC ones weren't that much, like, they weren't amazing, but they weren't bad either. Like, here's his NFC one. He has Jalen Hurts at number one. Makes sense. Guy finished second in the MVP race. Uh, should have won Super Bowl MVP this year. Should have been the second ever player in NFL history to win MVP on the losing team of the Super Bowl. And then he goes, tier two is Prescott, Cousins, and Stafford. And I saw this today on Facebook. And, oh, do I have the, I do have the screenshot of it. Which is, I understand why people think like this. I understand why people think like this because it's money and stuff like that. But Deshaun Watson, one playoff win, 230 guaranteed. Lamar Jackson, one playoff win, 135 guaranteed. Kyler Murray, zero playoff wins, 104 million guaranteed. Kirk Cousins, one playoff win, $76 million guaranteed, two-year extension. No, he needs to prove himself. Kirk Cousins is not as good as those quarterbacks. I, I'm sorry. I like Kirk Cousins. I have no issue with Kirk Cousins. You are not trying to say or put him in the same upper echelon as Lamar Jackson, okay? You're not doing that. I can understand to a certain extent you going after Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson because I don't think they deserve the money that they got. The Browns giving Deshaun Watson 230 guaranteed is ridiculous, given the fact, especially, that he's coming off a 26-count sexual assault case and hadn't played football in a year. So that's insane in itself. Kyler Murray has done things in the NFL. He was the rookie of the year. Deshaun Watson has played really well. 
throughout his time in the NFL, and his peak has been a top five quarterback. Lamar Jackson, I I hate that he gets brought up in these situations, but second ever unanimous MVP in NFL history, the most electrifying player in the NFL, back to back thousand or few back few thousand yard seasons, NFL rushing yards record for a quarterback, and Kirk Cousins, who is just fine. I have no general issue with Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins gets overly hated, but comparing him in this list is kind of stupid, especially given the fact that he's 35. The other three aren't even 30 yet, coming close to 30. Lamar Jackson's old as me. Kyler Murray is younger than me. I don't know how old Deshaun Watson is, but I know he's not 30 years old. So I, if you're looking at it like that, he's 27. So you're looking at it from a money standpoint, given the fact that Kirk's not that much worse than them, fine. But if you look at the actual money involved and you look at the player and the age and everything involved, you got to look at everything. You can't just look at playoff wins. Because Kirk also has been very famous for the the, the primetime games. That's very famous. You got Noon Kirk and then you got Primetime Kirk, which is two completely different things. If you ask most Vikings fans out there, I know they have a soft spot for Kirk Cousins. And they want to defend him because he's a starting quarterback. He's been the starting quarterback for a while now. I think he's going on six years. I think he's been the starting quarterback there five, six years. I can't remember exactly. Though they defend him. But how many of them would take Kirk Cousins over the other three that we listed here? I know no one would take Kirk Cousins over Lamar. At least I hope they wouldn't. And I understand the reservation about Deshaun Watson over the character issues and stuff like that. And I understand Kyler Murray's currently coming off an ACL injury. But they are all, like, what? at least eight years younger. So that's the main factor. You can't just go like, well, look, Kirk, he needs to prove himself. That's not how that works, okay? Kirk's never been on the level of these guys. At their peaks, he has never been at that peak. He has never been at Deshaun Watson's peak. He's never been at Lamar. Never been close to Lamar's peak. It never has been to Kyler Murray's peak. Kyler Murray's only been in the league for three years, going on, going on four years, and he's coming off a torn ACL with Cliff Kingsbury as his head coach. I understand you want to go like, oh, well, Kirk Cousins had freaking Mike Zimmer, who was falling out of the locker room and never even really liked him. Kyler Murray at least had a coach that liked him, but Cliff Kingsbury shouldn't have been a head coach in the NFL in the first place. So I think these kind of things are stupid. I like Kirk Cousins as a general aspect. I've ranked him highly in regards to I think he gets more hate than what he deserves, but let's stop throwing him in conversations in regards to a guy that's won a unanimous MVP, a guy who's been a top five quarterback in the league, and a guy that has been very good, or not very good, but is super talented, has been in the MVP conversation in years past, and Kyler Murray. Like, here and now, at 35 years old with Deshaun Watson coming off a year and a half not playing, not playing great, a lot of allegations coming his way, and Kyler Murray playing on a torn ACL, sure, then fine, you can rank them currently better than them. But if you're talking about why they got the money, it's a stupid argument. And Kirk reset the quarterback market anyways. He's always got, like, Patrick Mahomes is the seventh highest paid player in the NFL. Seventh. You think he's the seventh best quarterback in the NFL? You can't look at it like that. So, it's whatever. It's whatever. But Stafford's there at two, which is fine. I mean, won a Super Bowl two years ago. Coming off a spinal contusion. It's spinal Coming at number two, then Derek Carr at three, Goff three, Goff three, and then Geno Smith three. And then tier four is Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, and Kyler Murray. And then five is Baker and Brock. And then six is Jordan Love, Desmond Ritter, and Sam Howell. And seven is Bryce Young just because he's a rookie. Which is fine. I rank rookies last all the time because they never played a snap in the NFL. You can't rank them anywhere. 
Like, they never played. So, you gotta rank in the bottom. But, like, it's not terrible. I would put Justin Fields higher. I mean, Justin Fields, for all the stuff he had going on last year, in regards to the weapons around him, around the situation of the Bears in general, getting a new offensive system, getting a new coach and all that stuff, new GM, dude was 70 yards away from breaking Lamar Jackson's rushing record. And that Bears team, with that off the line, like, he did a lot for that Bears team. And Kyler Murray is coming off a torn ACL, so I guess I understand why he's ranked lower. But Kyler Murray is better than a lot of the quarterbacks that were listed just a little bit ago. Like, we were having conversations mid-season, would you rather have Kyler Murray or Jalen Hurts? Do you remember that? That was a national talking point. Kyler Murray versus Jalen Hurts. Like, throughout the season, that was a thing that happened. And then Kyler Murray got hurt. So that changed a lot of people's aspect, and rightly so. But it didn't just all of a sudden go, Kyler Murray's a thousand times worse than Jalen Hurts. Like, Matt Stafford didn't play at all last year, so why is he ranked so highly? Is current Matt Stafford better than current Kyler Murray healthy? Is that that's the question we gotta ask ourselves. Daniel Jones, I I could give or take Daniel Jones. I don't really care. I've defended Daniel Jones a lot on the show because I said I think and you can go back to old shows. You can go back to older shows. We have defended Daniel Jones a lot. I defended him when he first got drafted. Because Matt Kellerman went on ESPN and lambasted him because Max Kellerman's a Giants fan. We said he's got the talent, just a matter if he can put it all together. I don't think he's that amazing, but I think he's solid. I do think he's solid. I think Justin Fields and Kyler Murray are both better than him. I wouldn't put them on the same tier as Daniel Jones. Brock Purdy, do I think he's better than Baker? It's hard to tell after one year, but right now, I don't know. It's interesting to see how that will work out. I like Brock Purdy. I mean, from the state of Iowa. He never beat Iowa, so I don't really have anything against him. And Jordan Love's played 10 games. Desmond Ritter barely played last year, and Sam Howell barely played last year. So I understand why they're at six. But the NFC's so much worse. There's so much worse, the NF- the AFC at quarterback rankings. So much worse. Like You look at those two, it's ridiculous how crazily different they are. And I'm going to go through a quarterback tier list, and we got, you know, S, A, B, C, D tier. So we got all that stuff coming out for you. So here we go. Starting off in S tier is Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, we know that. And I don't w- – so how do I want to do this? We'll put Josh and Burrow in A. I was going to put them in S – because of the, I don't think that they're as good as Mahomes, which is why I'm putting them in A, but we're having them down in A, or we were going to put them in S because of the fact that I think everybody out there should consider those three being the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think those are the top three. So I think they should be a tier above everybody else, but I don't think Burrow and Allen are on that Mahomes tier, if that makes sense. It could make no sense at all. But those are your top three. Let's move the rookies and stuff in here. Like, player, like Matt Corral. Not played. We're going to go B tier or D tier. We got Andy Dalton. He's currently going to be the starter of Carolina, but we'll put him in D tier. Sam Darnold, D tier. Not doing anything. Not starter. Could start, I guess. He was at the the Warriors game with George Kittle and Chris McCaffrey. So maybe he does something there. Taylor Heineke's the backup of Desmond Ritter, so we got to put him in D tier. Hedden Hooker hasn't played a snap in the NFL yet. Uh, Sam Howell, he's a starter, so we'll keep him out of that. We'll we'll try to put him out somewhere else. Then we got Will Levis, D tier. Uh, he hasn't done anything in the NFL yet. Uh, Matt Ryan, currently, uh, he's not even on a roster, is he? Or is he still? Is he still on the Colts? I don't think he's even on the Colts. Where's he at? Did he get cut, or is he? Was he on a one year? Okay, we're not putting Matt Ryan in there. He's not on the team. Then we've got Anthony Richardson, D tier, hasn't done anything. Played, hasn't played a snap in the NFL yet. C.J. Stroud, D tier. Then we've got Kyle Trask. He hasn't. Has he ever played an NFL game? Has Kyle Trask actually played in the NFL? 
apart from preseason. He's played one game, and he went three for nine. You know what? Put him D tier. We're put him in D tier because he had, he played one game, went three for nine. That's not great. I like Kyle Trask. We ranked him pretty highly when he played at Florida. Him, Kyle Pitts, and Kadarius Tony at Florida were awesome together. Then we've got who else have we got on here? Bryce Young, D tier, and then Zach Wilson, D tier. I'm intrigued to see how he makes uh, Rogers' life hell, but. You know what? We're going to put Mahomes or Allen and Burrow at tier, tier S just because it, it, I only have two other tiers to work with here. So I've I've got to spread it out a little bit. But as far as the starters go, like Baker, Baker goes C. Baker goes C tier. Then we're looking at who else would be involved in C tier. Sam Howell, that done anything. He's barely played the NFL. Jordan Love, C tier, barely played the NFL. Davis Mills, C tier. He's not doing anything in the NFL. He's going to be a backup. Uh, where's Desmond Ritter? C tier for Desmond Ritter. Same thing. Barely played. Trey Lance, C-tier. Hadn't done a whole lot in the NFL at this time. Carson Wentz is there too, I guess. I didn't even talk about Carson Wentz. We'll leave him out as well because he hasn't played. Then we move up to B-tier. Or no, let's go to A-tier. Let's go to A-tier. And this is just going to go in the order of the how they're listed on the website. So Justin Herbert belongs in A-tier. Jalen Hurts belongs in A-tier. Lamar Jackson belongs in A-tier. Then we have got who else? We'll throw Rodgers in A tier. It's Aaron Rodgers. I'll throw, I'll throw him in A tier. Trevor Lawrence belongs in A tier. Man. The crap. Now, this tier list is so narrow. Because there's quarterbacks on here that I don't think are go down in C, but I don't put them in B either. Like, okay, we'll put Dak in B. Oh, Dak goes in A. We'll put him in A tier. Put him in A. Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields would be very, very good. So we'll put him in A tier. Or, ah, I don't know. We'll stick him in B tier for now. We'll put Kirk in B tier. Kirk's a B tier guy. Jarrett Carr's B tier. Jared Goff, Geno Smith, B tier. Jimmy Garoppolo, I'd put him in C tier. I, I think he's fine, but I don't know. I don't think he's amazing. Especially since he gets hurt every damn year. Mac Jones, C or B tier. C or B tier, yeah. Kyler Murray, we'll stick him in B tier for now because he's hurt. Uh, Kenny Pickett, we'll put him in C tier. I think he'll be a B tier by the end of the year, but we'll put him in C tier. Brock Purdy, he's barely played. He's played in 13 games. Looked really good in those games. Was a rookie of the year finalist in those 13 games. C or B tier? We'll put him in B tier just for fun. He's an Iowa guy. Daniel Jones, I guess we'll put him in C or B tier. Russell Wilson, C tier, based off what we saw. Matt Stafford, B or A tier, I, I, he didn't play. I, so, do I think he's better than the court? We'll put him in A, I guess. Ryan Tannehill, C tier. Tua, B tier. We'll stick him in B tier. Deshaun Watson's B tier, and then that's what we've got. Now, if I was going to reorder this to fit my needs, I would put Jalen at number four. We would keep Herbert at five. Lamar, 6. Rodgers, 7. Two, then Trevor, 8. But I don't want. I don't like the fact that I've got freaking Dak and Matt Stafford in my top 10. I don't like that. I'd put Stafford above Prescott, but yeah, I got, I'll move Tua up a little bit. We'll move Kirk up because Kirk's going to be like I, Kirk and Derek Carr would be right next to each other they're the same exact quarterback we'll put them right next to each other same with Goff we'll keep him next to him and current Goff I don't know I don't know I think Goff we'll put him in between we'll put him in between Kirk and 
Derek Carr. Kyler Murray will move him up. I'll move Purdy to the end of that. I'll move Daniel Jones down because I don't think he's better than Deshaun, even current even current Deshaun Watson. Geno, move Geno up. Uh, I'll put him right in between Goff and Carr. And then I think Kyler's better than Deshaun or better than Deshaun, better than Tua on his day. I think Kyler's better than current like Kyler. I want to see Justin Fields do well, but I think Kyler I would slightly above right now. Deshaun Watson's better than Derek Carr. Deshaun Watson's better than Derek Carr. Not currently though. I I don't know. I have no idea what that C tier. C tier. I wish I was doing like a stream or something so you could see what I was looking at because it's it's hard to do this. C tier. We'll put Russ at the top of it, I guess, just for legacy stuff. We'll put Ryan Tannehill decently high. Trey Lance hasn't played. I think Trey Lance is better than Ryan Tannehill, potential-wise. Jimmy will move him up. He's better than Tannehill. He's not. I don't. I don't know. I'll put him right above Tannehill. Davis Mills. I think Davis Mills is fine. I'd put him right below Baker. Mac Jones will move him up. He would go. I'd put him right above Garoppolo. Just about. And then Pickett. We'll put him above Mills. Put him above Mills. Sam Howell. I like Sam Howell, though. I liked him coming out of college. I think I think he'll be really good. I, I say really good. He'll be good. Solid enough. I don't know if he'll be the starter next year. I'm not confident in saying that, but I think he'll be fine. We'll put Love at the bottom of C tier just because he's played 10 games. That's it. And hasn't he started one. So, I like, Ritter has started more games than Jordan Love has. At least, <laughs> at least what I, that I think. Hold on. Desmond Ritter. How many games you started, Mr. Ritter? Probably about the same age, too. Desmond Ritter started four. Love started one. So I have to put him above above him. And then D tier. Do I have to really rank D tier? I would put... We'll keep the rookies at the bottom. We'll keep the rookies at the very bottom. And then I'm going to go... Move Hooker down. Trask... Trask at last, I guess, because he's a starter. Sam Darnold, I would probably put him at number one. The Dalton Heineke. I think Corral. Corral's never played anything, so we got to put him for last, I guess. Would I put Heineke above Dalton? I might. I might. Yeah, I think that's what we're looking at right now. I don't really. I'm not a massive fan of it, but I don't hate it either. I don't hate it. I'll put Tua above Joe. No, I like I think Fields is better than Tua. I just think he needs more to work with. So here's what we got. I don't know if this is atrocious or if this is common Logan W or something. But we got So my rankings based off of this, and I know we've talked about the whole Rogers thing, but I do think <laughs> just for shits and gigs, I do that Rogers is better than Tua. We do I do think he's better than Tua. If we're basing off last year then, yeah, that's a whole different thing. But I digress. So we've got Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Hertz, Herbert, Lamar, Rodgers, Trevor. I don't like having Matt Stafford up there. Matt and freaking Dak go down to B tier. I don't, I don't want them up there. It looks weird. Matt, and again, I don't like Stafford there. But and I know I've just said this about freaking, uh, what do you call it, Kyle Brant's list, but. 
man, he is really up there. Now that I look at it like this. I didn't really have a real issue with it. It was just a hard time. Like, you rank Kyler Murray so low off of injury, but Stafford didn't play. I don't know. And he won a Super Bowl, I guess, because that made him a Hall of Famer, remember? But then after Lawrence, Stafford, Dak, based off last I got to move two up. I got to move two up based off last year. Uh, Tua, Kyler, Justin, Kirk, Jared Goff, Geno, Derek Carr, Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones, Brock, Russell Wilson, Trey Lance, which I don't really like. I'm going off potential there because I like Trey Lance a lot. Him and Purdy, I should put them next to each other. I should put them next to each other, shouldn't I? I don't know. Mac, uh, this is where the problem gets in because Mac Jones, I got to move Purdy down. I got to move Purdy down and put him next to Trey Lance. I can't have, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's taking what the defense gives you and you're getting the ball to your playmaker. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that one out. Mac, Purdy, Lance, Purdy and Lance. I would mm, take Purdy and Lance over Mac. Oh, my God. I don't know. We're going to leave it at that. We're going to leave it at that. I'm not going to say any more of the rankings because I have no freaking idea anymore. I Again, and I literally started this stupid segment off by saying, it's easy to do this, Logan. It's easy. Oh, my God. And then I'm sitting here struggling with it. Now, it's easy to see that Trevor Lawrence is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that's fairly easy to see. So he had him ranked, what, 13th in the AFC? Per our rankings, we have him 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. A little bit higher. A little bit higher. So our AFC rankings would go Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Lamar, Rodgers, Trevor, Tua, Deshaun at 8, Russ, Mack, I put Mac above Russ. Like it's based off last year. I don't know. It's close. Mac, Jimmy, Tannehill, and Pickett. Who else do we got on here that I'm completely missing? Richardson, and then Levis or, or, or Stroud. But that's just the order the rookies popped up on the list. So I don't want to rank them like that. But so that would be that. NFC would read. Jalen, but ah, the NFC is so much harder because it's so many, so much mid. <laughs> oh my god, NFC is so bad. NFC is so bad. If we're ranking like the division quarterbacks, like best quarterback in each division, like Burrow is definitely the best quarterback in the North currently. Currently, Lamar Jackson peak is the best, but right now it's Burrow. You got Trevor Lawrence. In the AFC South, I mean, you're only competing with two rookies and currently, or three rookies, and then Ryan Tannehill. So those are your competition there. Josh in the AFC East, again, it's Rodgers and Tua, but he's better than both of them currently. The Mahomes in the West, obviously. AFC, NFC North, yeah, it's Justin Fields. It's Justin Fields, the best quarterback in the NFC North. I Again, I like Kirk Cousins. I have defended Kirk Cousins, but I think just Justin Fields will be better this year. I, uh, it's so because if I can just win it and Kirk's got better, he's got Justin Jefferson and Jordan Jordan Addison, freaking Dalvin Cook, if he keeps him and KJ or TJ Hawkinson. It's one of, I I like Justin Fields more than Kirk, but I think Kirk is currently. I don't know. I hate this. I just ranked. I I hate that my brain is hurting right now. I, Trevor Marcus Derek God Derek Carr, best quarterback in the NFC South, sure. Sure, I guess. I sadly like that is so depressing. You got Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter, 
and who was the other one? Andy, currently Andy Dalton. Bryce Young, potential wise, I would say Bryce Young is the best quarterback in that division. But based off who's favorite to start week one, Derek Carr, I guess, is the best. And then NFC East, Jalen. And then FanDuel thought they were funny, so they threw Christian McCaffrey as the best quarterback in the NFC West, which is fine, which I don't know. I don't know who I'd rank as the best quarterback. Sta- I don't know where I want to rank Stafford. He hasn't played in a year. I don't know where I want to rank Stafford. Would I rank behind Tua? I can't. I don't feel comfortable putting him in the top ten. Like I, I don't know. I don't. Stafford's the mystery one here. I don't know where the hell to put Stafford. Maybe Stafford's currently the best quarterback. Proc Purdy, Geno. Like Geno played really well last year. Geno definitely has to stay in there. Kyler Murray's not going to play towards ACL. So Colt McCoy. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that. But I think that's all I've got for you. I know really unceremonious way to end this, but. I think that's all I've got for you. Oh, the Commanders, I guess, called every NFL team this offseason asking the availability of their starters. It's like, yeah. I asked Anna DeArmas out just to field an offer, see how that looked. Obviously, she's going to say no. Like, the Commanders called for Patrick freaking Mahomes. Obviously, they're going to – what? What? It's before Enemy got uh, – well, was it this offseason? Or during the season. I guess I'm not 100% sure. But commanders are calling everybody about quarterbacks, so we'll we'll see. I bet they get Drake May next year. That'd be my guess. Currently, I bet they get Drake May. But that that chaotic end of the show is a good way to wrap this up. Good way to wrap up this show. I'm done here. I'm done again. Tiring, tiring weekend. But we're we got a show done. Well, I've been if we'll have draft quarterback rankings come up for you on Friday. This show has kind of been a mess. So I hope you enjoyed it. If you did not, I sincerely apologize. We'll try to be better next time. If you don't agree with me, that's perfectly fine because I don't even agree with half the stuff I said on the show, I guess, today. I have no idea what my where I stand on any of this. So yeah, I'm just confused as you I'm as confused right now as you are. So hope you enjoyed again. If not, I sincerely apologize. We'll try to be better next time for you. If you were if you thought we were good, we'll try to do the same thing again. Make sure, again, you follow Logan Blyman Show on every single form of social media. And uh, make sure you follow and like the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And yeah. I will see you all later. Peace.